Anyway, so tonight, First uh, Peter chapter 1, um, I just got some insight there. We're not going to go too long tonight. Uh, school season is back in session, and we want to be finished by 8.30. Um, we're getting closer. All the other weeks are like 50, 45, 40. Hopefully tonight we get out in a quick time. Just want to do a little shout out to Bianca uh, back from Peru. Um, you want to share anything about Peru? No? Right, right. Super great. Uh, we want to pray for <clears throat> Bianca and her family. Her mom's mom uh, passed away uh, recently. And so that's why her... And your sister is back too? Yeah. Both. So all, all of you guys are back. Well, your mom should be... She's probably happy to see you guys. Awesome. We're happy to see you. Yes, I'm glad you're here. Okay, First Peter. Um, did I say chapter 1? I meant chapter 2. Let's pick it up from chapter 2, verse 1. I'm just going to read through it, a little bit of insight, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up here tonight. Okay, uh, you guys have your Bibles, ESV. If not, it's on the screen in front of you. First um, Peter, chapter 1. So put away all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by man, but in the sight of God chosen and precious you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ if you have your own Bible tonight underline spiritual sacrifices that's kind of what I'm gonna talk about tonight I'm gonna keep on reading but um, I kind of want to that's what I want to kind of open up a little bit tonight um, skip down to verse 9. And this is a highlighter too. If you haven't read First Peter, um, verse 9, chapter 2, verse 9 uh, and 10 are definitely ones that you would want to uh, memorize and live by. These are the kind of things, th this would be a verse that you would want to write on your mirror in the morning. Like if you have a verse that you want to wake up to, it would be this verse. Just a great verse of God declaring his truth over us, okay? Um, so we say that God's word is the light onto our path, right? So we're living in this world, we're walking in this world, and if we want to walk by the Lord, we want to be guided by the Lord, amen? And so how are we guided by the Lord? Separate from his Holy Spirit, yeah, or along with his Holy Spirit, um, we are guided by the word of God. So like, why do we make decisions? Or like, say we're like, okay, go left or right, or do this or do that, or not do this and not do that. How do we determine what we do in this world? It's because of the word of God, okay? So if people come to me and they ask me for advice, I'm not gonna give them my opinion. I'm gonna give them the word of God, amen? So this would, this can be a life changer right here, yeah? So verse nine, First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 9, um, Peter says, But you here, um, 
You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are a God's, now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Verse 11, beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Amen? Uh, so let's pray, and then we'll open it up a little bit and break this down and get out of here. Uh, Jesus, thanks so much for tonight. We worship you. Um, we thank you so much, God, um, that we have the opportunity to love you. In that song that we were singing, Jesus, we love you. What a crazy miracle it is, God, that we here who are uh, fragile, that are corrupt, that are sinners, as your word says, there's no one who is good. Um, we are born into sin, God, and without you we will die into sin, God. It's crazy that because of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross and your work in our lives, we have the opportunity to live a life, God, that loves you. And so um, tonight I pray, God, you'd open up your word to us that the lives that we live wouldn't be determined by our outward surroundings, God. It would be rather determined by our inward uh, commitment, Lord, to your word that I pray um, that is implanted uh, into our hearts tonight. And so we just praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Okay, I'm going to go backwards. So we've been talking about um, black and white Christianity, yeah? And when you get to verse uh, 9, at the end of it, it says... Um, that we may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness and into what? God called us out of what? Darkness and into? To light. Amen? God called us out of? Let's say it. God called us out of darkness, yeah, into what? Light. And not the, just any light, a marvelous light. Remember what we talked about in Genesis two weeks ago where uh, what was present in the beginning? There was like, the ocean was there, or the waters were there, the Spirit of God was there, God was there, and uh, darkness was there. And into the darkness, God created pre-sun, stars, moon, light. You guys get that? Like, I'm not sure if you read that recently, but go back and read it in Genesis. Like, God separates light from darkness, and then later on, he creates what? Sun, moon, and stars. Most of us know that we get our light here from the S-U-N, amen? But then, pre the S-U-N, there was light that was present there. And into the light, God separated the light from the darkness. And to the light, he said, it is good. So fast forward creation then to a new creation moment in First Peter's letter. God is creating in us what? A new beginning, Amen. God is creating us a brand new beginning. And every one of you here who have stayed with us for a while, yeah, like you have heard of Jesus Christ, you start to walk with Jesus Christ, you've given your life over to Jesus Christ, I can see the change. You guys should have seen John Canberra. Everyone knows John Canberra? Who is John Canberra? When he was in middle school, bruh, issues, yeah, right? 
he would agree. See, he's shaking his head. Yes, issues. Like, like rock star, a little on the gothic side, hair got super long. And I don't know how he accomplished that in the midst of like having a Kalama uniform still. I just knew that there was like, a, you guys ever see those cartoons where like the cloud is over somebody and it's raining on them all the time? That was John Canberra. Okay. But into John Canberra's life, he met uh, one of his longtime friends now, Ethan Finberg, who really had a heart to love not just God at church, but he wanted to love God in his school. And so Ethan and a handful of other friends like really got together and they, they shaped this community of believers, friends that um, started to walk with each other and serve God together. And uh, really, they're all still walking with the Lord today. Amen. But God called literally, like I can see the transformation, John Canberra out of the, the darkness and into the light. Amen. And so if I just pause right here and ended this, this could be the, the normal youth message of God forgave me from my sins. Amen. Like once I didn't know God. And then God invited himself into my life and introduced himself to my life. And now my, I understand that my sins are forgiven. And when I die, because of the faith I have in Jesus Christ, what's going to happen? I'm going to go to heaven, right? That's the basic fundamental salvation message that most people preach to teenagers. But I don't want to, I want to go beyond that. I want to ask the question of why why did Jesus come to the cross? Was there something more than just forgiving me of my sins? And my response to you tonight is, yes, there is something more. So let's flip back to that first phrase that I had you um, underline tonight. So in verse 4, so chapter 2, verse 4, Peter writes, As you come to him, Jesus, a living stone rejected by man, but in the sight of God, Jesus was chosen and he was precious. That's pretty awesome, right? That's a great little, like, God to the son, like, father to the son, like, my son Jesus. He was precious, amen, and he was um, chosen in my sight. Verse 5, likewise, Peter says, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So I, I've been... So I've, I've read through 1 Peter a ton of times, but recently I've been thinking like, oh, spiritual sacrifice, what does that mean? Like, if, if God is building us up so that we can offer to him a spiritual sacrifice, I want to know what, and this is a good question to ask when you read the Bible. Like, you want to ask like, okay, what is a spiritual sacrifice? Amen? And so, so it, it's not hard to... At first, I didn't understand, but as I started reading and studying, I was like, oh, it, it actually makes total sense. So who, in the Old Testament, who offers sacrifices? The priests, right? The priests offer sacrifices, amen? And who do the priests offer sacrifices to? God. Who does the, who does the priests offer sacrifices for? The people, right? So in the Old Testament, the priests were the, the median. Hey, follow me. So you had God who is holy and he's sinless. Follow me, follow me. You had God who is holy and he's sinless. And because of the sin that's in the world, there was separation. Amen? And so God instituted in the people a priest. 
right? So you guys have heard that uh, we've done that, that analogy all the time, right? So right, right hand God is holy and he's sinless, right? Left hand man is not holy and full of sin, right? Because of the sin that we have in our lives, whether we are in our sinful nature, yeah, we, we were born into our sin or sinful deeds or just our sinful motives, we're sinners, okay? And because of our sin, we are separated from God and our sin needs to be punished, okay? So this is the gospel message. Our sin, all sin, will be punished one day, amen? For those who believe and trust in Jesus Christ, our punishment went to Jesus instead of us. Crazy, huh? Those who reject Jesus, yeah, the punishment for their sin, yeah, will not come from Jesus. It'll come from God the Father because they rejected the sacrifice of Jesus, okay? So anyway, before Jesus came, God instituted a group of people who would be and would have this role of being priests. And what the priests would do is they would stand in the middle between God and man and make sacrifices on behalf of man to God. So one of the sacrifices that the priests used to um, offer to God was a sin offering. Okay? So they would grab a pure animal yeah, um, that was undefiled. Okay? That means it was clean. And they would slit its throat and allow the blood of the animal to pour over the altar and that blood that was shed there was known as this covering or this atonement where the blood of the animal would cover and forgive the sins of the person that created the sins okay so the priest was this person who was anointed by god they were called by god um who was taking notes uh uh, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Last week or two weeks ago? I think last week I referred to it. What was the four things that I listed off? That Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve were, so God said to Adam, they were what? They had four things. I love it. Yeah, good job. So they were created, they were equipped, they were chosen, and then they were trusted. Amen. That's good stuff right there. So God created Adam and Eve. He equipped them. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. He chose them for a specific purpose, and then he trusted them into that purpose. Okay? And so with the priest, the same thing kind of happened. Yeah? So God found a group of people, and he said, hey, you guys, you're going to be my priest. Yeah? I'm choosing you. I've equipped you with the works to accomplish this. Yeah. I've created you for this very purpose. Yeah. And then he actually trusted them with this role. Amen. Pretty awesome. Yeah. That God would say, hey, there's a ton of work that needs to happen in this world. You here, these specific people, you guys get to be the priests. You guys get to be the ones who stand in the gap between God and man and make 
uh, praise sacrifices, sin sacrifices, like really you guys are doing the work of God. Good? That's good stuff right there, okay? Fast forward into, we've got two minutes. I'm going to wrap this up real fast, okay? Fast forward to Peter writing this letter, yeah? He says, hey, you here who were far off from God, you were living in darkness, you weren't believers, your destiny was hell. God is calling you out of the darkness and into the light and not only forgiving you of your sins, but this is, this is the add-on, okay? This is the add-on. Not just forgiving you of your sins, you now can be the priesthood of God. So that it's not, so Old Testament, it was just to a select group of people. New Testament, who is it to? Everyone who calls on the name of the Father. Amen? On Jesus. Everyone who calls on the name of Jesus has this invitation to become a part of the royal, hey, the royal priesthood where we get to do the very works of God. Like that's action. There's a lot of work that can happen in this world. There's a lot of different jobs that you can be a part of. How many of us, if God had open enrollment, like submitting applications, just say if it was possible, how many of us would be like, yep, I'm putting in my application? Anybody? Yeah, for sure. You know? The thing is that we don't really have to put in an application. We just have to realize that this is our call. Like for me, I get to be a pastor, but we are all priests. And so one of the things that, well, probably the main thing that the priests did was they stood in the gap between God and man, and they... Uh, we're intercessors. Like, like mediums. Amen? Like they were the bridge between God and man. God would speak to a priest and the priest would speak to the people. Right? God says, hey, Moses, tell the people this. Moses would hear from God and tell the people what God said. Cool, right? We get to be those priests now. Like I'm a pastor by calling, but we are all priests by creation. Amen? And so to take it further, so the question now is, in the Old Testament, they gave up sacrifices, right? In the New Testament, Peter says we get to lift up spiritual sacrifices. So my question to you is, what did the priests do? The priests were medians right they were in the middle between god and man right bringing relationship between god and man by lifting up physical sacrifices onto god fast forward to the new testament we get to be priests who stand in between god and man who are empowered by the work of jesus christ in us amen and so we get to do the very thing that the priest did in the past 
one of the main, and, and there's, it's, this is not even, this is an, a black and white thing right here. One of the main things that we can do for people is pray. I mean, if you think, if, if you're a priest, you're a pastor, what did you do? Pray, right? That's like automatic. Like, if you're a surfer, what do you do? You wax your board. No, right? You pray, right? No, you surf, right? If you consider yourself a diver, what do you do? You dive, you know, and you actually shoot fish. If not, you're just a snorkeler, right? You guys get, you guys get the difference, right? If you're a musician, you make music. And so for us as priests, we pray. And what do we pray for? Not just for ourselves, but we pray for others in hopes that they would go from the darkness and into the light. You guys feel the, the, the little bit of weight there on what God has entrusted to you with? Like if people are going to come to understand who Jesus Christ is, he's not going to send Jesus in the flesh to do it. He's going to send Jesus into your flesh so you can do it. Is that good? And so the responsibility, the honor, is on us. On us. There's a lot of labels that we get. There's a lot of shirts. Cool shirt, yeah. You guys are all jealous. What? Anyway. Um, there's a lot of labels, shirts, tags, hashtags, like, that we, we attach to ourselves. Yeah, oh, this person's a football player. Oh, this person's a cheerleader. Oh, this person's like, you know, talented here. This person's a singer. This person's, my friends, there is no greater tag that we can have on ourselves. Yeah? Than to know that we are a priest of God. A royal priesthood when we encompass everyone. And what do we do? We stand in the gap between God and man and we allow people to see God in us. If we want to make any difference this year in the school, class, sport, club that we're in, it needs to happen in this way where we come to the realization that God isn't going to send Jesus again Jesus is sending us now. Because by the time Jesus comes again, it's going to be, say it. Say it. When Jesus comes again his second time, it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late for people to hear the gospel message then. How are they going to be ready when that time comes? Us. Hey. Us. The only way that you came to Jesus was through someone else. Partnered with the Holy Spirit, of course. And the only way other people are going to hear about Jesus is through us.
And so the mature message tonight is that you aren't just forgiven of your sins by Jesus Christ, which you are, but the reason behind us being forgiven of our sins is so the vacant spot of priest that Jesus held can become our spot so we can stand in the gap for our sinful friends and say, God, can you reach out to them? Use me to pray for them. Use me to love them. Use me for, to care for them. Use me to guide them. God, you are using me and leading me and guiding me and filling me. God, what is the reason for those things? Not just so we can be happy Christians that are good, but so that we can be sons and daughters of God, his royal priesthood, to allow other people to go from the darkness and into the, the light. Yeah. Just to wrap it up. Um, look at verse 3. Peter says, If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, not only will you throw off all the sinful things, but fast forward to what we just talked about, we're going to learn what it means to be a priest, and then we're going to do it. Amen? Because the truth is, I cannot go into your school and be a priest. I can go into your school and be a helper. I can maybe be a priest to adults, but I can't go into your schools and minister to your friends like you can. And we don't have to save everyone. I mean, that would be awesome. But we can minister to at least one. So before we leave tonight, as, as an application... Is there at least one person that we can start praying for tonight? Preferably, well, I guess if you're just praying for it, it doesn't matter. But ideally, guys praying for guys, girls praying for girls. Because then if God uses you, it just would be better that way. But is there at least one person that God is like, you know, and you don't have to answer that right now. But be praying through tonight, maybe throughout the week, that if there's, God, who is it in, in my school, in my class, on my team, in my club that doesn't know you right now? God, can you use me to lead them to you? And it might take 10 years before they come to know the Lord. But can we start praying for them now? Because 10 years is not that long in the expanse of eternity. You know? Anybody in here is willing to labor in prayer and allow your life to be accounted for? Yeah, how many of you guys would pay that price in order to see your friends or your loved ones come to know the Lord? If you have at least one person stand, let me just close in prayer and we're out of here.